Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man, F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about, you know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task, check the podcast. It's the champ in the tramp, let the bomb blast. What's up, Frankie? Blose? Is it Blose? It's Blois. Blois. I like Blose, baby. It's like you're French. <laughs> you like you're French. Yeah, I'm 100% Italian. Somehow I wound up with a French last name. Not, Is it a French know. last name? No, I mean, it's Italian last name. If you look it up, it does say Italian, but yeah. I mean, like, it's a French sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> you thought you were German for a while with your last I name. I did. I used to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got told. I thought I was German. I thought I liked, I, I always knew I was Italian, but I thought I was German, but find out I'm 70% Italian and like maybe 15% English and Irish and that's probably where Edgar came from yeah that would make sense yeah yeah me and Frankie go back pretty pretty far man back to like what 2006 7 ish 5 something like that it had to be earlier than that bro because I left for Panama in 2003 yeah no no cause I I, I was I didn't I wasn't I was in college till 2005 had to be like 05 06 then maybe yeah you're right you're right. Yeah. It was 07 that I left for Panama. Okay. I'm thinking back the years. Yeah. 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 I'll go get you. We'll get you straightened out. We'll get <laughs> you straightened out. Mad. Hey. So when you we're say le- left are. for Panama, I know you fought over there, but you did more than just fight over there, right? Man, it was a crazy story. Yeah. Um, like Frankie said, I grew up in MMA with the Rhino Fight Team in Tom's River. We beat the shit out of each other every day for five nights a week. Like, it was the best pedigree I think I could have gotten to do what I did. Um... I only did one amateur fight here in Jersey, and I was maybe 23, and I had a friend from Panama that was going to college here, and we became really tight. He invited me to his wedding in Panama. I was like, sure, I'll go check out the jungle and see what it's like, and Panama City is like a first world city in a third world country. Like, there's skyscrapers everywhere, the Hilton, Trump, Marriott, like, Hard Rock, everything's there. Like That's hug. America, right? I mean, it's kind of Amer- America leased Panama for the Panama well, Canal. I think it just literally in 2020 or something. Gave it back, right? Gave it back. Yeah. I think that they, they use the American dollar in Panama. It's the only country in the world that uses our currency. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people speak English. Not yeah. the majority, but more than you would expect in Panama. So I go to the wedding, and this dude marries the president of Panama's sister. Wow. So I'm at the, pre- I'm at the wedding, and there's... 2,000 plus people in this wedding the president I'm meeting the president and my boy's like I got a surprise for you at the reception I'm thinking like what? yeah so I go and they have like 12 people per table seated he sets me down with Mariano Rivera in his prime and Roberto Duran wow now think of back then like how many people knew of our sport even here it was just so new you know and I'm sitting at this table with these people telling them I fight in a cage for a living. And they're looking at me like, are you an animal? Yeah, but uh, Duran said, son, come sit next to me right now. Took a seat next to Roberto Duran. And he's like, listen, this is a boxing country. They would love this. Yeah. He's like, I have my own arena. You want to do an event with me? I was like, hell yeah, Mr. Duran. I went home six days, got my affairs in order and moved to Panama. 
Yeah. Didn't know a word of Spanish. Wow. I took about six months to learn how to read, write, and speak Spanish fluently. So I didn't want to be like an idiot on TV doing interviews for the fights yeah. or anything. And the first fight that we did, we used the boxing ring because we wanted to see if the event would do well before we invested in the cage. And uh, nobody would fight. I was fighting at 170 at the time, too. It was like when we didn't even really have to cut a lot of weight. Right. I would read about 175, and nobody would fight me at 170, so I had to take a catchweight fight against a guy at 205. And I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm not missing the first event, you know? And all I can remember is getting in that boxing ring and looking down <laughs> and looking across at this big-ass dude. big dude. I'm like, man, I've never been afraid to fight anybody but I was petrified of falling out and breaking my neck. Like, I, I was so not wanting that to happen. Um, I wound up knocking him out in 19 seconds. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was, something inside me was like, end this Just fast. get it over yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, was a, it was a pretty bad knockout. Like, he was out standing up, skid mark on his face when he got up. <laughs> and uh, the, the whole news of Panama and Colombia and Costa Rica, like, blew up. And instantly the fight league was like, it, it took traction, you know? So we bought a cage. I spent, so now you, you stayed in Panama or you came back to the States and I, organized this? I fully stayed, you stayed in Panama for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd still be there if I didn't have my daughter. Yeah. You know, she, she really changed my perspective on, you know, what I needed to do in life. But uh, as a bachelor living in Panama, I was having a pretty good time. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. You lived right in Panama City? Yeah, I lived in Panama City. Um, I became really, really close with Duran. Um, I used to go to his house every week, his uh, restaurant every weekend and drink champagne with him. He liked drinking champagne. And uh, one weekend he put his arm around me. He's like, my son's going to California to talk to De Niro. They're going to do a movie about me. I'm like, oh my God, I give him a big hug. He's like, you want to be in it? I was like, hell yeah, I want to be this. Uh, That's awesome. It was like surreal, dude. I was on set in Panama with De Niro, Usher, uh, uh, Edgar yeah, Ramirez. And um, I walked up to Mr. De Niro. I'm like, sir, you know, I can't believe I'm working with you. And I'm five feet away from you in Panama. Like, I'm a young Italian kid from Brooklyn. I grew up idolizing you, you know. It was that's, pretty cool. That's pretty uh, amazing. And uh, the, the casting company wound up keeping all my information and... Six months later, they did an MMA movie called Kimura, and I actually played myself in the movie. That was pretty cool too, you know. And uh, where where is that at? Where can we watch that? Where can we watch Kimura? It's only in Spanish. Okay. But if you go to Netflix, oh no no, Prime, Amazon Prime, and you search Kimura, it's K I M U R A. Mm. Yep. It'll, it'll come up, and I think there's another app that you have to download to get it. But I, it's not subtitled either. Yeah, English, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What? That, That's cool. How that, was that? It, it was awesome. I yeah. had a lot of fun doing it. It, it was cool to <laughs> so see. So you played? You, when you played? You just played an MMA fighter? Yeah, mm. yeah. They had like this. Um, it was a tournament called Cook Kimura, and I was just one of the fighters in in the tournament. All right. And I also did a different scene, and they had like a club where guys were like doing underground fights in the club, mm. and I filmed for like ten hours barefoot on a dance floor doing fight scenes my feet were oh, fucked shit. up bad, bad, so bad, bad. Damn. Yeah. what do you guys think the best MMA movie ever done is 
I thought the one with um, uh, uh, Joel Edgerton and, and Tom Hardy's not bad. Yeah, but it's a little yeah, unrealistic, yeah. but yeah. Well, no, no movies ever spot yeah. on. But right, true. But I mean, like the he's two a great brothers actor, end so up fighting each other. What was that called? I can't pretty think of the name of it. Warrior. Warrior. Yeah, yeah that would probably be my pick too. If, if you ask me, I'd have to say Here Comes the Boom because <laughs> 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 that movie is hilarious and it was meant to be hilarious and it hit the mark. Yeah, um, Warrior, I, I think. It's the only one that's really so what other one? I thought yeah. fighting with Chad Tatum, it's not really an anime movie, but it kinda is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he fought Kung Lee in there. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was the wrestling one way back in like the eighties? It was a wrestling one. No, no holds bar with Hulk Hogan and, no, and Zeus. No, no, it was like a, about a like a high school wrestler. Oh, oh Vision Quest. Vision Quest, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Remember Vision Quest? Yeah. yeah, come on. Those those movies back then got me into wanting to compete, like best of the best. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, best yeah. of the best, definitely. Like you, uh, you ever see that best Van, of the, the best? Yeah, the Van Damme stuff came into it. Yeah, yeah. Bloodsport, dude, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. When Bloodsport came out, <clears throat> I literally remember saying, "Why can't this be a real thing?" Brother, your movie Kimura, then, your movie yeah. Kimura is kind of probably like Bloodsport, like Kuma, to Kumite. Well, right it, in a sense. Not right, you said it was a fighting tournament. Dim Ka. It, it was. It was in a cage. It was. It was what'd you say? What'd you say? Dim Ka. Isn't that no, Death Touch? Dim Mak. Dim Mak. Is it Dim Mak? Dim Mak. Dim Ka. Dim Mak. You want some Dim Ka in your hey, mouth? I'm not a fighter, pal. I'm not a fighter. But this, this whole conversation is exactly why I brought up the idea that I had. <clears throat> there are some movies that are MMA based. Yeah. But there's nothing really that's like a true MMA story through and through. Mm. And. Me and Frankie and our group of friends that came through Rhino all have an awesome story. Yeah. So, who were some of the other guys that were involved in Rhino? Uh, Coleman was he? he Jay was Coleman, George Sullivan, who just yeah, did his George, last he fight, just got a, retired, yeah, winning the belt yeah. at Ring of Combat. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah he was right he was retired for how many years? I don't know, yeah, but he, he was out of the game for a little bit. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. I think twenty five pounds. Like he looks good. He's yeah. in his forties, right? Yeah, looks good. Totally and he, and that, the fight. That was cool to come back and win like that. That's cool, you know, to take that much time off and then, you know, because he's he's like a career guy now. He's got. I know he's got like a power washing business. Yeah. He's got the gym. He's got all this. I think he maybe just needed that, you know. Yeah, just needed that, you know. So that was cool. And the cool thing about that too, I, I went to the fights, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't seen Lou Neglia in forever. I give Lou Neglia a hug. And I don't even realize there's like a camera crew filming him. And he's like, hey, you guys know Frankie Babbam? The guy's like, yeah, I know Frankie. He's like, well, he's a fighter. Interview him. So I did an interview That's about, awesome. you know, about, about Lou in his documentary that night. It was pretty cool. cool. So how, how, who named you Bam Bam? Where'd you get that name? So when I started fighting out here in Jersey, I was using Frankie Knuckles. Yeah. Can you imagine Panamanians trying to say Knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to switch it up. And I, I was thinking... You know, what am I going to do? And I had two roommates at the time, my friend John and my friend Xavier. And I was pretty frustrated one day and I got mad and I hit the kitchen cabinet and it came flying off the wall. And Xavier's like, damn, bam, bam, why don't you chill the fuck out? <laughs> I was like, that's a good one. It just stuck. <laughs> that's good though. And that's I cool. used it and it was easy for, you know, people of all languages. It's not hard to say bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was the name of the promotion down there? Panama Fight League. Panama Fight League. And then we changed it to Ultimate Combat Challenge. So now, what, what happened to that? You said you were there for 14 years. Obviously, you came back when you had your daughter. Were, were you spearheading the whole operation? So when you left, it just died? or No. Um, there's a guy named Ramphis Isaacs. He's the owner and the president. Um, he basically 
put put everything in place that that I was doing. He got people to take care of once I left. You know, it wasn't like I just pick up and picked up and left. I had my baby's mom needed a visa to come, which took two years. So instead of giving him a two weeks notice, I gave him a two years notice. <laughs> so by the time I was ready to leave, he was all set up. But they're thriving. They're oh, they're really, still, oh, it's still, still going. Yeah. yeah, you know who came through there, wow. and I wrote you about this before the fight, Cheeto Vera. Oh uh, yeah. No way. Yeah, Cheeto Vera came came through there. Um, He's from Ecuador. Yeah. All, basically, all of the guys that you see come from like Central America have been through that fight league. No shit. Wow. He actually fought and it all came through well, he, as he fought. He fought, he fought in a couple, wow. like, We were on the same card a few times. No yeah. shit. That's awesome. When was your last fight? 2016. Um, March of 2016. For, for them? Yeah. It's my last fight period that I did. I was actually thinking of maybe doing a boxing match. Yeah. But then I had a heart attack last week. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> you were kind of, you were kind of, you were, you were, uh, you were kind of filling us in when you, when you got here, but, um, so yeah, you said you were laying down with uh, with, your, with your girl, and yeah, and then I what? Think. You guys got a feeling? What happened? Like pain down your arm, short of breath, your heart out, you bumping out your chest. What was it? Was it was none of those things, and that's really? why yeah. I I, so, had, I I was so like I was so sure that I was not having a heart attack because. But what was the feeling? Like right down the center of my chest, it felt like the worst gas pressure possible like it was just a lot of pressure and constant it wasn't throbbing which was like this pressure mm. and my girl's like please please come with me and get an EKG Let's just go to the hospital I'm like no I'm stubborn you know I'm like mm. this is gas it's nothing and like 20 minutes later it got so bad I was on my hands and knees like trying to put pressure on my chest and my whole body was sweating I told my girlfriend, please get me some ice, get me something to cool me down. She comes in with ice and puts it on the back of my head and pops four baby aspirin in my mouth. She's like, swallow this now. So I, I did. Like 20 minutes later, I started feeling a little better. Still stubborn as hell. She's begging me to go to the hospital. I'm like, it's gas. I'm drinking ginger ale and <laughs> trying to burp. And uh, probably like 20 minutes after that, I started feeling like tingling in my jaw and the pain. And I Googled jaw pain and chest pain, immediately angina, heart attack. I was like, all right, babe, I'm ready to go to the hospital. Jeez. <laughs> so what do they do? Like a full stress test? and well, like you go into the echocardiogram. When you tell them you have chest pains, they immediately do the EKG. So they did that. They got the results from the EKG. And guys, I, I, I never seen nothing like it. it was like in the movies. The guy comes running with the wheelchair, puts me in it. And literally was running through the hospital yelling, get out of the way, <laughs> full speed, running with me. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, I guess I am having a heart attack. And I'm like, by now I know what's up. Were you were you feeling a little better at this point? Or no, no, no. no it, was, it was still pretty bad. Um, they wheeled me into this room. There was like 20 people in the room. It's 3.30 in the morning. We were like the only people in the ER and I'm having a heart attack. So everybody was there. They stripped me butt naked and started sticking me with IVs and popping pills in my mouth and talking frantically. Finally, the doctor comes to me and he's like, yeah, you're showing signs of a heart attack. So we have the catheter team coming in. So I had to wait for them to get there like 20 minutes. First thing the doctor tells me is, well, look, we're going to be moving at the speed of light every single sec second counts right now. But you need to know that one in every thousand people dies of a stroke from this operation. I was like, what? One in a thousand? Yeah. So... I, all I remember is going in there, getting prepped up, and praying to God, praying to my father up in heaven, 
you know, just take ahead of me, let me see me through this. And uh, when I came out, the doctor was like, how much aspirin did your girl give you? I said, four baby aspirin. He's like, you're a lucky son of a bitch. Probably saved your life, right? That's exactly what she had to give you. He said, if she didn't give you that, you wouldn't have made it to the hospital. Now, now that does what? Thin your blood out so that it pumps easier. Yeah, okay. And then she double saved my life because I'd still be sitting home waiting for the gas to pass if it wasn't for her, you know? Better put a ring on that finger. Yeah, so, uh, boy, they put the stent in the heart, right? That's what they said? I had one artery that was 100% blocked. That's what a heart attack is, right? Something gets blocked pretty much? So, like... For like three and a half hours, I was in cardiac arrest, not even knowing it, with no blood getting to that part of my heart. So part of my heart actually died because it didn't get blood for so long. And in the emergency room, they're only allowed to treat what's threatening your life at the moment. So they put a stent in the, the, the artery that was 100% blocked, and they left one. the right one has 80% blockage and the left one has 70 and they just left them and told me I had to come back next month to get those done because they weren't, like, wow. you know, threatening Jeez. my life at the moment. So, like, instead of just doing it while you're in there... You know so how, I mean? how do they go in? Do, uh... See, are my arms all hairy and shaved here? Mm. They go right in through that Artery? Vein. The artery and they put in? Wow. Well, they prepped me on my groin, yeah. too, mm-hmm. but they try to do here because it's easier to pressure it. I've had it done on my, my groin twice. You had to have, like, the heavy bag on it, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh... Yeah, they were because they could open up. If it opens up, you could bleed out. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> you know who goes in tomorrow for a nuclear stress test? Louis, big perm. Really? Yeah, he's been having issues. So he had the echocardiogram, a bunch of stuff. The next step is the nuclear stress test. Which, now, what is that? Like running on the treadmill and all that shit? No, I think he did that already. Um, they they put like a dye in your body, I guess. I don't know exactly what it is or how they see they check the flow of it through through your body how i don't know but uh that's that's tomorrow tomorrow's the 15th right yeah so. now now what do they uh say for uh like your next steps you have to still get the stints and the other other stuff yeah the reason i have to wait a month is they give you like certain medications so that no plaque or blood clots form on the stent that they put in so i got to take that for a month come off of it and then they can do it again mm-hmm. and then i'll have to take that stuff for a month and then from there, it's just managing the disease. You know, I got to take some medication. I have to eat differently. Do you eat? Uh, you look like you're in great shape, man. Like you eat, you don't eat good. I, I, I like I said, I was working a, a very strenuous night shift job, so I would go there eating normally and lose weight every day, and I just wasn't trying to lose weight, so I was eating like as much high calorie stuff as I could, and you know, a lot of that stuff is shit food, yeah. but. That's how it was like processed stuff. You mean, or yeah, just like you know, processed high calorie. Yeah. You know, I, I was drinking a fifteen hundred calorie shake before I went in, and uh, you know, just with the genes that I have for heart disease running in my family, it was a bad combo. Yeah. You know, I, I I look perfectly healthy on the outside, but my heart was just like. That's the thing. A lot, a lot of people do. You know, I see like. I know, I know of a, I didn't know him personally, but I knew the story. It was like an ultra marathon runner. The guy looked like, you know, a million bucks and 
you know, did these ultra marathon and he, and he dropped dead, you know? And, and, and I know another guy that's a friend of a friend that, that had a heart attack and lived, but another guy's super great shape and ultra marathon runner. You would never think it would happen to him. He survived. But, I mean, look uh, at you. You look good on the, on the no, outside. No, I don't know, man. You're all tore up inside. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I do thank God for one thing, and that's I had a brain, and I didn't let them give me that jab. Because I probably definitely yeah. get if that was Jeez. the case. Listen, we could go <laughs> on. That was added into we the We could mix, go on all day. Trust me, I follow you. We're on the exact same page. Exact. But we'll just get shadow banned if we talk about it. So it's a crazy world we live in. Shadow banned. Uh, maybe not even shadow banned. Maybe just banned completely. <laughs> no. You don't think we're shadow banned, buddy? I think nobody likes you. <laughs> you think that's what it is? <laughs> I think you talk about certain subjects and you oh, see yeah. your your viewership numbers. They got their plummet, algorithms. You know to, what I mean? So to keep us quiet. Yeah, but I 100% agree with you, and I think most people do. They just, you know, something's got to happen here. World's going to hell. It's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. I know. I'm starting to believe you, Frankie, and that's the scary part is, you know. Everyone will know and no one will care. It kind of seems. We've been. What's the word I said? What is it? This. Oh my God. What's the word? What's the word he was saying? Disorient. No. Dystopia? No. Don't know, pal. I gotta look. I'll look for it oh, later. You look anyway, for I'm talking about the, the Russian guy. The Russian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he said We've that been what? Demoralized. He said that. We've what? been demoralized. Like thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, thirty years ago. Yeah. It's like if we don't do something now, we're we're screwed. He's like, so we're pretty much essentially living what he was talking about. Yeah. He says we're at the point where yeah, no matter what people see, even if the, once they see the real news out, even if you show them a video and pictures, they're not gonna believe it anyway because we've been demoralized. And that's exactly what happened. Like just happened. all this stuff happens with the January sixth. Just they, happened. They See, they see this the videos and nothing happens. Yeah. No one that nothing changes. The story doesn't change. Nobody gets held accountable. Bro, yeah. So like, listen, some they're gonna find like the, the Epstein. The Epstein list is gonna come out, and nobody's gonna get fucking held accountable. Mm. No, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I used to like I'd, I'd watch these Senate House. I said we weren't gonna go in. Let's just touch on it. But <laughs> I'd, I'd watch these, you know, these House Committee. You know, uh, meet where they they like interrogate people, and they're like, "Fucking people are gonna be held accountable. People are gonna go to jail." You know, when they had like Twitter execs on that stuff, nothing ever fucking happens. No. I'm so sick of it, man. I get behind these people, and I'm like, "Yeah, fucking justice, finally." Nothing ever happens. Fuck all of them. Yep. Fuck them all. I can't stand them all. Sorry. That's why you get behind. All, that's why you get behind them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We need a leader. Someone stand up. I don't know though, man. We were, you know who we were talking about? That was that was that in one of our things. I think that was after we were talking after it was like extra tan, champ and a tramp extra. We were saying like, what are we gonna do? We're we gonna go fucking really create a create like an army or a militia and this and that. And you're like, no, but I follow who? Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. You're like, I follow him. In a minute. And I was like, and I'm saying, I was like, yeah, but then we're gonna we're just gonna be home and protect our family. But I don't know, because think about it, like in 1776 when you're fighting these guys, you had to go fight them because otherwise your family had nothing. No, most you know people I mean? stayed home. Most people stayed home. It was only three percent, but it was a different time. You know, now we got a fucking nutty president saying you can't you can't take on an F-14. You know, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Back then it was a bunch of guys with muskets. And 3% of the colonists took on Britain, and they won. You know what I mean? We got our independence. Think about this, though. Oh, yeah, I guess. I'm not saying, not, not, not fighting ourselves, but say we got, we got, someone said this, like, say we got invaded here in America. You know how many fucking guns we have? 
Yeah, how many guns we have? It ain't, it ain't like, it like yo, look at look at Ukraine, but look at Ukraine. Mm. Look at Ukraine. Ukraine's not getting taken over because the civilians are taking up arms. Right. They they don't have fucking guns. They're getting given guns. Everybody got guns here. Yeah. Like it ain't gonna be easy for anybody to come take our take our fucking country. But uh, it won't happen like that. That's why the politicians are trying to grab it. How, how do you know how how will it happen? They they'll just slowly slowly regulate us to death. No no no. I'm not saying I'm I'm saying someone else comes to invade our country. Oh, I don't see that happening. I mean, the only the the biggest superpower that we're up against right now. I mean, arguably Russia, but it's China, right? China knows that well, they, they can't they, defeat they, us. China's by what do you the, mean? The, the they can't defeat us by course. invading us. I don't know. You know what we they have can the do? They're going to defeat us through TikTok. No, oh. you know what they can do. Like those fucking balloons. That's they how they are defeating us. All it takes is one EMT, EM, EMP. That's it. An electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Knock out the fu- the power grid, and we're done. Yeah. And we're letting. Do you really think that's what? The, the you country. really think those is what those are? Chinese spy balloons? You think that's? You really believe that? No. You think they, I don't. I don't either. Because they said they are. Uh, yeah. They told us they are. I don't so believe. That means they are definitely not. I don't believe that's right? what they were at all. Like think about it. If, if say those spy balloons in the fucking nineties, nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Okay, I'm ten years old. Your fucking guys are probably a little older. All right. All right. Twelve. Okay. Twelve. You're, you're sixteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And the, the, in the news, in the Channel Five news, because they ain't got no Twitter or nothing. The Channel Five news. Oh my God, there's this, there's a balloon in the sky, and they're gonna come back the next day. Oh, it just turns out it's just a weather balloon that got stray. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't tell us it's fucking Chinese spy balloon. They would lie to us. Right. So if they're telling us it's a Chinese spy, spy well, you're balloon, seeing that now. they're lying to us. They're seeing that now with the whole alien shit. They denied yeah, it for right. for decades. Yeah, they denied it. Correct. And now they're saying, yeah, right. Like yeah, we're they've been documented. We've documented this for fighter jet pilots have been documenting this forever, and and we believe it's real. So you're seeing it all now. You know it's crazy, but I mean I just refuse to watch the news anymore. You know it's I, I'm on social media obviously, and we talk about stuff you see, but I don't believe any of it. I believe that I'm so fed up with the fucking system itself. Both both sides. I'm not claiming a side yeah. anymore. I'm yeah. not claiming oh, wow. a side anymore. Wow. Wow. I, I turned them side. out. I turned them out. You kind of did a little bit. I did. But watching, I just said I don't watch the news, but seeing these, I, I watch stuff that, that interests me, you know, to some degree. And I, you know, these Senate House Committee meetings and- You want and, that shit interest you? <laughs> it does, because I think people are going to be held to task. And they never, not, they right. never are. Ever. You see, you see Rand Paul always yeah. like- Sticking yeah. it to these people and like yeah. pretty much, and pre- I think I love that guy, but I do I? Is he is he is he is he bought and paid for? Is no, he? No, I don't think so. I don't it know. Don't seem like it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, listen. His dad is like really high, highly uh, regarded, I guess, amongst like libertarians and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he sticks it to these guys, right? And everything he says is like sounds like it, unless you know Senator Hawley too. Whatever. I'm saying him specifically because mm-hmm. I've seen him a couple of his things recently. Like he sticks it to these guys, and nothing happens. Yeah. He makes them look stupid right. for the most part. And nothing ever and nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know, when's the last time you heard what, um, what's the what's the um, cryptocurrency guy, the young dude? FSB, what's, the guy. Yeah, no, but what's his name? Why well, you, you haven't heard it, you haven't heard his name in Bankman Fried. Bankman Fried. Yeah, yeah. yeah, haven't haven't heard his name since it happened, right? Why? Why is that? Big news for about a week or two. Right, they were going to well, hold. The banks he was just gonna, got. The banks was, just went up. Yeah, That's and I why. heard they all took huge, huge bonuses right before they went under. Hmm. It's fucking corrupt, bro. It's it's. I'm so sick of it. And everybody is. Just none of us know what to do. None of us know what to do. Show me a fucking leader. You know what I mean? What do you mean? No, like what, what's a leader going to do? What what can a leader do? Someone that has actual integrity and honesty, and wants to 
fight for you know what our forefathers believed in. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What do you believe in? What do you want? What? I don't know. You're laughing. Why are you laughing at? Because like, like who's gonna like? What That's do you what mean? I like, don't know who. Obviously, you, you want something to run like to be the run for president? Or you want something to rise yeah, up? I, and, listen, I, you, you know, mean? like like we we have Trump right has a huge following, but they 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 are so against this guy. Does he have a shot? Does he have a shot? You think Trump is your shining? No, I said Tim Kennedy. Knight in armor. Tim, Tim, can step is. up. Tim he Kennedy's is. my guy. He is. I'm with you. I would vote for that dude in a second. Yeah. To, to run for any political platform whatsoever, any. I'm not saying president, obviously, probably has no interest in it, but. To That's the problem. Who the fuck wants to run for president? Right. Only people that are uh, a little self absorbed. Mm. No political guy that I can remember, I'm sure there was probably some, some ever did anything brave, ever. Tim Kennedy has. You know I mean? Not, well, every. In a lot of arenas. You know, every. President, I believe, I don't know, but every, like, avoided least, the draft. No, no. What? I mean, maybe, but no. I think most, most, except Trump has served our military in some way, shape, or form. Right, but they never actually saw they, action. They're, maybe. they're always I think, they uh, always Kennedy get, did. Kennedy didn't. I'm I'm sure I'm misspeaking on some. If you can give me an example that's actually true, I I'm sure. Kennedy did. I thought Kennedy mo- did. Most of them that Kennedy was that a pilot, right? Was served. They? Did they were like a journalist. You know, fucking hundreds of miles from the battlefield or some bullshit. Well, Trump you know? was or uh, Trump, um, Bush. I think they they. Yeah, it's usually some scenario in the like right that. spot or something. But how can you? How can you have? You know, we are having Bill a Bill Clinton. He wasn't in the military. We were having. He was a Rose Scholar. You know that he's the only president that was a Rose Scholar. I didn't know that. But um, who were we talking? Oh, Jordan Peterson. We were talking about Jordan Peterson the other day when we were down here. Yeah. And um, with Wes, actually, Wes had a good point. You know, and I'm, I'm a Jordan Peterson fan. You know what I mean? But it's like, how can you get behind a guy that talks the talk but doesn't really walk the walk? He talks about, you know, being, you know, independent, brave, and courageous, and you know, uh, being uh, what's the word he used? You should every man should be uh, a savage, or what's the word he used? Like a, a, a warrior in the garden. Yeah, something to that yeah. effect. But was he ever? Was Jordan Peterson ever? I don't know. And I didn't think of that until, because he's so well-spoken and he makes his point so well. I can't articulate words like that. He can. So I'm a huge fan. But did he ever walk the walk? Dude like Tim Kennedy did. And he's also articulate. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, he's a special dude, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. There's a lot of good guys out there, though. Yeah, for sure. Jocko Wilnick. Sure, for sure. Yeah, that'd be your guy, Jocko. He's pretty good. He is. I'm at the Tim. Tim's my guy. Now, now we'll talk about a guy that seems to be pretty even keeled. He seems to be kind of in the middle, although good. I think Rogan, right? Rogan, yeah. I think Rogan would be great. He I'm would. sure he has no they fucking interest in it at all. If you ever he has no interest in it at all. Where I can see Tim Kennedy maybe might dabble. You know what I mean? But, Tim uh, Kennedy would do it if he thinks it's, it's going to like save our country. Yeah, or something. yeah. Well, he's got kids. You know what I mean? I yeah, think he. Yeah. I mean, not that Rogan doesn't, but I just think Rogan has no fucking interest in throwing his hat. He does so well at what he's doing already. You know, so. either one of those guys I think would have the right perspective. Yeah, to do it, but I think Rogan would have a really hard time getting there. Yeah, I, 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 I think. Yeah, no. He'd be so much less inclined than than you know. I, I don't want to speak for Tim. Obviously, I have no fucking clue. But I would think I could see him going down that avenue. I can't see Rogan going down that avenue. You know. So Panama, when you were in Panama, was this it was safe there? Safe there, right? Everything normal city. I mean, just like anywhere else you go, it was, yeah. there's good, good parts, parts and bad, bad parts. parts. Yeah. 
Um, have you been back since? Yeah, I came. I went back a few times. How, do, you, do you need a passport to go there? Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, not a passport, a visa? You don't. As an American citizen, you get an automatic six-month visa. Mm, okay. So you can stay up to six months. Actually, when I first moved out there, before I got my residency there, I would stay for like five months and three weeks and then take a 45-minute flight to Medellin, Colombia and stay there for two weeks. And as long as you're out of the country for two weeks, you can get a new yeah. six month when you come back. Oh, wow. So I just go chill in Colombia for two weeks, boy. Medellin is something else. I hear good stories about Colombia. The, the girls been, over there. Medellin, there's something in the water. Yeah. I've been I've been to Medellin actually. Um, in 2020, I went. I would get off the plane and like immediately. Oh my God, the stairs is the hottest girls I ever see. And then I'd get. To the hotel and the girl working the hotel. She's not. No, wait, that's the hottest girl. No, oh, that's the hottest girl. Ever. Now you did it's all this traveling there, solo. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, most of it. My dad, he he passed away three years ago. Um, he would be at every one of my fights, so he would meet me and be that's in my awesome. corner, which helped me a lot because. I mean, Frankie, you can relate because you fought all over the place, yeah. you know, but you fought for the UFC. There's like very good medical attention right there, mm. you know. I was fighting in third world countries all over the place and having my dad in my corner just gave me some relief that like, God forbid something happens. Familiar like, um, face. One of my fights in Panama, dude lifted me up. I I, I practiced a lot of Muay Thai, so I must have had like a... Um, uh, small fracture in my, my tibia maybe and um when he picked me up and I landed my leg just snapped right underneath me you know full tibia break it was the first tibia break in MMA they called me I'm in Panama TMZ called me up come you use your video it's viral <laughs> <laughs> and uh my dad was there. I mean, I... Tibia and fibula? Tibia and fibula? Yeah. Both broke? No, just, just, just the tibia. So okay. from my knee to my ankle is all titanium. And uh, it took me 13 months to get back in the cage. So 12 months after, I was getting... I already had my next fight lined up. And I'm watching the UFC and Anderson Silva breaks his shit. Mm. And everybody's like, oh my God, he's yeah. never going to fight again. I'm like, the fuck he ain't? Yeah. If I'm fighting again, I'm sure he's going to, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. lo and behold, he came out back and fought. You know? There was a guy before him, uh, Corey, Corey Hill. Hill. Corey yeah. Hill broke his. I think his was actually worse. And listen, Spider, his break, Anderson Silva's break was god awful. But Corey Hills, it actually looked like the foot just kept going around the leg, like it almost like looped. He had these long. Well, Anderson yeah. does too, but it was he was six six at one fifty five. You know, he died shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forget of what, but he lied. You remember? He lied to get in the house and said he had uh, like whatever five amateur ranked fights. He didn't have any. Really? Yeah, and he still oh, got wow. in. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, can you, are you still able to, do you still train? I mean, do you weight train? Do you still train I MMA at all? Do I you? weight train, to be honest. Um, I hated MMA training. Yeah. I just loved fighting. Yeah. So I did it in order to be able to thing. fight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I, as soon as I hung the gloves up, I stopped all MMA training, but I still, I work out, I keep my body in shape, you know? Cool. Cool. We train cardio. Now, were you a were you a scrapper? Were you a boardwalk scrapper like this guy? This guy, yeah. you know, he 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 earned his uh, oh, yeah. his his name in the streets. But uh, yeah, you, you're to, a Jersey guy. I feel like anybody. I, I got. I'm from Maine, and I moved here, and I scrapped a bunch of times in I, Seaside. I used to you know? come out of Temps and and all those clubs out there, and I was friends with all the bouncers anyway. Yep. I would routinely beat up like five or six dudes 
Yeah. Outside, outside the, the club. The Bennies? The Bennies? Yeah. Yeah. I would routinely get into a fight like four or five guys. My boys would be with me. I'd be like, no, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Stay over there. But, yeah, those are those are the young and carefree days. Hey, yeah. People don't understand. I mean, I guess it's like that everywhere, but like Teesside was just like, it was Notorious. the mecca for scrapping. And... You know, they had a little bit of a corrupt police department back in the day. No, they would, they, they would, would, they would, people. they would fucking put a whooping oh, yeah. on you if you got like. Listen, you know, usually, usually everybody that was involved, they wrap you up. But if you were a smart mouth motherfucker, start oh, mouthing yeah. off to the cops too. They take you around the corner and beat the fuck out of you in the mm-hmm. back of the car, and they got a couple big lawsuits. And they it was before. Uh, what do they call them? Body cams. Body, Body cams. cams. Yeah. They actually yeah. passed a law at one point. It was like a thousand dollars a punch. Thousand, I'd make that shit worth it, buddy. Wait, what do you mean a thousand? Like, like they would find you. Yeah. Like Seaside. Thousand, yeah, thousand, How would they know? How would they know? Would be whatever the cops would say happened. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I should just dip right away. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the key. Don't stick around. Never Get be out. where you were. Right. Because that's what I tell. I mean, my kids. And if you got, got good friends, nobody drops your name either. Right. If well, you're, if you're with don't your be where crew, you are. Because if you're where you are, either they're going to come back with more people. Right. They're going to come back with weapons. Or the cops are going to come back. Exactly. Like, yep. get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Simple. We don't, the, the kids these days will never know about that, though, because that it's whole scene world, is gone. Though. It's a different world, man. Is it, people, I don't know. People, I don't know. I don't know about that. You think pe- people believe in scrapping now? People believe I th- in... Th- I still think so. Yeah. I don't think so, bro. I think so. For I the said, most part, no. I, I think so. I think you think so. alpha ma- little males... Little kid. High you school, think alpha high males run amok? I, no, not, not like arc age people or like... I'm saying like... T- High school kids, college kids, I bet they're just scrapping. No, that's because your kid's an alpha, and they wrestle, and they're physical, and that's the crew they hang out with, so they see it. Overall, the the vast majority of the kids The nation now, has become pussified. No. Yeah, well, this whole country has. I mean, it's just kind of... It's... Everything. Every, every, every aspect of our lives are getting softer. 100%. Yeah. And everything. I don't think that's a good thing. No, I don't. Makes you more controllable. Mm-hmm. Makes you more malleable. Makes you more, you know, you, you listen to what you're told and it's don't so question yeah. things. They're trying to make it seem like it's a bad thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's articles out now that just are the dumbest thing ever. You know, how the right, the the right, what, what was the article? Something like the right and... It being into fitness and how it's oh, a bad yeah. thing. It's like the right and fitness. I forget. You You're know. into fitness, right? If you put fitness in your mouth. The <laughs> <laughs> guy's still using lines from 2012 over here. <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's, there's always like lows and highs to society, right? I mean, we're definitely, how much lower does it get? You know what I mean? We're Before get, it starts getting going, there. coming back up. But, yeah, you know, like they're saying, like, uh, hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. Right? Whatever, exactly. Something like that. Who actually said that? Because a bunch Tim of people. Kenny. He did. Well, I don't know. He. I've heard him say no, it plenty of times. Yeah, I thought I've heard other people say it, but yeah. I wonder who actually originated that quote. I thought it was, and I don't. I don't. I think I'm wrong, but I thought it was um, Heracles. Huh? Heracles? No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> Who who's the Brogan loves him the uh, the the dude that have, they, uh, Goggins Goggins no I definitely thought, not him. yeah it wasn't no. well, it's not Goggins Goggins in his book though talks about and this is like in some Greek shit where he's like there's a hundred warriors on the battlefield he's like you know eighty of them shouldn't even be there mm-hmm. 
like, like ten of them are war, or, 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 or ten of them are just sacrificial lambs. Nine of them, they they they'll fight with their best, but one ah, one is the warrior. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like three hundred movie three hundred. Kind of like that, yeah. 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 Remember they met with the other, the other, uh, the other group. They were they were going to the gates. This is, what do they call the narrows? The narrows, and they met the other group that were going there too. Yeah. And he said, "What do you do?" And the one guy was like, "You know, I I work with steel." And the other guy was like, and they looked, turned around, and said to his guys, "What do you do?" And they fucking said, "We fight." Yeah. <laughs> I drive trucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So you don't roll or nothing no more? Hit pads or nothing though? I've been dying to go see Robin hit pads just to get some aggression out, but I haven't done anything. If you did, if you, if you went, where would you go? I'd go see Rob. Rob. Yeah, yeah. I'd, go, I'd go over to see Rob and George. They're okay. gathered me over there. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's right here, right, Fisher? Yeah, yeah. you're in Howell. Yep. yep. Gotcha. gotcha. Dante's over in Howell. He is. Well, he's in Freehold. Freehold, Freehold Owl, closer, yeah, yeah. But Dante is like constantly so busy. He is. Oh, yeah. He don't stop. No, I know. He I don't know. stop. You know. So, Who would ever think that guy know. would be so, he was like, Dante back in the day. Well, dude was dangerous. He's a bad dude. Dude, yeah. people don't realize Dante was like a dangerous dude. Not that he's no. still not a dangerous dude, but he's so good with kids. He was like my big brother. Who would ever up. Who would ever think it? You know what I mean? Like if you knew him back in the day, you'd be like, Dante's not a dude you want to fuck around with. And now his entire academy he's is all, pretty much little kids. So and he's kids. so good with them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, growing up, he was like a big brother to me. Yeah. And, uh, is he older than you? Yeah, he's got yeah. like five years on me. Yeah, he looks good for his, Both of you guys look good for your age. I'll be 44 next month. What are you, 41? So, 41. 41. Well, he, I'm the old guy. Is Dante older than me? I'm 47. Is he? No. I think, yeah, I think Dante's 49, bro. Is he? Yeah, looks he's good like, 49, like bro. Well, one day, some like I was young, man. I was like 13, 14 years old, freshman high school type. And uh, some dude was like picking on me in the mall. In the Freehold Mall, and he hung him off the second floor balcony and got banned from the ball, mall for life. <laughs> he was dangling his ass <laughs> over the balcony. <laughs> oh, shit. Like Vanilla Ice? He is a, he is a funny ice. guy. Vanilla Ice? Yeah, didn't he, didn't he tell a story where... Um, oh, uh... Sir Chug Knight Chug hung him over hung him over that, a balcony? No, that was, that was MC Hammer. Contract. No. Was it was Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. It was, yeah. yeah. I, he the, says, the I don't think the story was ever confirmed, but Vanilla Ice says it was a contract dispute or whatever. It says he fucking hung him... His guys, I guess, hung him over a fucking oh, uh, balcony. What's his name? Death Row. Uh, Shug Knight. Yeah, Shug, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chug's still in jail, right? Fucking, you like ran a dude over. Yeah. In his pickup truck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Getting a little gummy action yeah, here? Yeah. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Thank you. So, um, talk to us a little bit. I don't, did, did we talk about our own air or we were talking about before this movie premise you had? We, we got into it a little bit. We should talk um, about, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about because you guys were both part of it and it's kind of legendary. Um, Rhino Fight Team. Like, talk about that a little bit and, and, and how you guys both got involved in that. You were both there at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually was looking for somewhere to start training MMA. I was doing PAL boxing, mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to fight MMA. I'm like, enough with these pillow fights. <laughs> and uh, Dante was just starting to train people, and I asked him, like, where's the best place that I can go right now? And he's like, he's like look, you can come with me, but... If you go with these guys at Rhino, you'll fight every day 
and you'll be ready to fight quicker. So I, I was like, enough said, Dante. Went and talked to Rob, and it was everything Dante promised and more. I would get more beat up training than in my fights most of the time. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> it, was, it was commonplace for one of us to break a nose, have to get stitches. You know, that's crazy. But I mean, that's and wasn't that you, wasn't that like a tiny little gym? It was maybe, tiny. It was maybe small. two of these rooms, maybe. Really? <laughs> no, nah, a little bit bigger than what, two. Like of these. A little strip mall. It was on thirty seven, right? Yeah, it was no, just, no, it's in, it was uh, Man Local Road. It's Man Local oh, Road. Oh, it was in, That's right. Yeah, brick. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Pellegrino's old place. Okay. Okay, now Pellegrino's in Belmar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were really one of the first, like, academies or schools, whatever you want to call it, that was about everything about MMA mm-hmm. in one, under one roof. Yeah. You know, even Dante was really mainly just jiu-jitsu at that time, and then, like, you know, he trained guys for fights, but everybody in Rhino was there to fight MMA, mm-hmm. either amateur or pro. There was nobody there just learning for fun. Right. You know, so it was a real serious place. And a real brotherhood, man. We'd go to every single one of the fights, all of us. That's awesome. All 50, 60 of us, however many, would walk that person out to the, to the ring. That's like, we, awesome. we were just a tight crew. Like, where were most, guys, most, brothers. most of those fights were in AC? Yeah. A lot yeah, of them were yeah. in AC. I mean, actually, everywhere, though. Everywhere. Yeah. Kind of up, up raw way had some fights. Frankie's first fight I saw was an yeah, illegal was a, underground yeah, yeah, fight yeah. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget yeah. that shit. It was the first fight I ever seen of him. And I'm standing there with my boy Daniel, and I'm like, that motherfucker's going to be the champ one day. And I mean, not trying to say I'm psychic, but... (laughs) I remember you talking about that fight. It was like a basement, basically. But how'd you beat that guy? No, it was a basement boxing gym. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well, shithole, anyway, you said. I remember. I mean, it was 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 just an old school boxing gym. It had no AC. It was fucking 110 degrees in there. I it was completely illegal at that point in New York. Really? I had bought him. Really? Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was legal? It, on my fight, was literally no rules. Really? I could have fucking hit him with a chair if I, if I could have grabbed it at best. <laughs> so on the ground, you had about him standing up on the ground? On the ground. I, yeah. ground. I had him mounted, and I'm like, oh, I don't get Damn. It was vicious. Is that on video somewhere? <laughs> yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. got to watch that. Now, there's a... I, I, I've heard the story, so I guess for me, it's not an urban legend, but it's an urban legend for a lot of people out there that... Frankie got a piece of his ear kicked off and it was hanging not hanging but on display at Team Rhino is that true? <laughs> I, I, yeah I do remember yeah. that Who, actually Was that Jim Miller who kicked your ear off? Jim Miller kicked a Chunk piece of, of my ear off Yeah and who who picked that? That was an AC. Rob, Rob picked it up. Picked it up. Well, it's funny because like in the video, I remember watching the video back. You know, it was like literally camcorders back then. Yeah. Right? Well, I guess well, there's still camcorders? I don't know. Well, anyway VHS. fucking something and uh my dad, at the end of the fight, you know, they're raising my hand. You hear my dad, hey, give me that tooth. Give me that tooth. <laughs> it looks like, it looked like, it looked like when I got hit, it looked like it came on my mouth. You know what I mean? You actually see it. You see it. That's you see it crazy. fly off my head. So yeah. he, Rob picks it up, brings it back, and puts it in a display case? In display case on a, on a, paper, on a paper towel, yeah. <laughs> it was just shriveling up. After a while, it just started shriveling up. You know, it was fucking, it was, coll- it was literally cartilage. So I don't know where that thing is. I saw Rob actually. I saw Rob two weeks. Was it last week? Yeah, yeah I saw Rob in his baby's umbilical cord. No, two weeks ago, I saw Rob at the uh, Atlantic City States. Actually, the night uh, uh, George like fought. Flop. Yeah, I, he came up to me. I was I was eating with uh, with Kurt and his family. Kurt just you know took fitness thing shit. Yeah. We're eating, and he, and Rob came up to me. He said hello. And I'm like, you know, people call him. What's up, man? 
And I kept, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, oh fuck, what's up, Robin? He's not like, big, right? He's a little, little, little thick. A little he's not thick. Big. A little Rob thick. Used to be like a, a small guy. Yeah. Right? A little thick boy. I did that with the the last gig we did at Beacon Seven. Remember, Rich came up, our firearms instructor. Yeah, yeah. He came, yeah, he came up. Yeah, he said hi to you, yeah, yeah. and I was kind of like busy. I was fucking. We had the, the the kid there, and and he said hello, and uh, I was like, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? Why? Actually, uh, Frankie's like, you know, that was rich, right? I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I felt like an asshole. The, a referee came up to me at my kid's states talking about the kid Jackson. So he's his family with them and everything. Oh, like, really? Cool, you guys did. Yeah. So. A couple of people have come cool. up in my gym and said. You know, that's a really cool thing you did for them. I, I live yeah. in Lacey, and you know, yeah, it's a good family. Yeah. They're a good family. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little boy that lives down. He's my son's age. He's about seven. He's got something called NF one. I can't pronounce what it actually is, but um, yeah, it's uh, actually there's two other kids, and they all have it. But he's got the most debilitating version of it, I guess. So, anyway, uh, he wants to be a cop one day. So they started this movement called um, Patches for Jacks where police departments from around the country, and it has really turned into around the world now, can mail patches, and he makes, like, capes and blankets, and he's got so many of them now, he makes them for other kids, so it's really cool. That's you know? awesome. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always good to get behind something like that. It is, man. I got a weakness for kids, dude. If this, you know, I get DMs all the time for, you know, GoFundMes and things like that. And I, I'd be lying to say that I don't screen them a little bit because you, you can't save the world. Like, if I, I could post five a day if I wanted to, but kids get me. I always try to, like, help out if I can. I can. I, you know, some people, honestly, I'm not even lying. Some people are like, hey, my dog needs a hip replacement. You know, I started a GoFundMe for them. Can you? I'm like, I'm going to draw on the line at hip surgery for a pug. You know what I mean? I can't help you there. So, yeah. I, would you, what about my hip surgery? If you if you, you're you're loaded, pal, so you didn't need it. But if you needed help, I would help you, buddy. Loaded. I would help you. Loaded, huh? You're a good investor. You don't, get, <laughs> you, don't you don't buy. He's got like a normal car. He could Frankie probably could have afforded some stupid shit. He's got like a normal car. You know, he's not like fucking doesn't go to extremes and buy stupid shit. So that's one thing I always respect about my brother right here. He never let it get to his head. Yeah, yeah. never. Yeah. No, no, never. First time I met you, I was a fan. Was a sawmill. And uh, Wuzza was there. I think maybe his brother was there. His other, his, his other brother. Uh, not aunt. Um, anyway. And and they were talking to you. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, that was early. That was like Tyson Griffin days, you know. And I worked my way over because I know them. And I shook your hand. I was like, fuck, I met Frankie. Yeah, I felt cool. You know what I mean? And I was pretty fresh for Maine at that point, you know. He had sweaty palms, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, then you you started that that thing with with elite wrestling. You started yeah. like I don't even. What are we calling it? MMA class? What are we yeah, calling it? Was it? I was beginning stages of MMA. MMA yeah. class. Yeah. He started, and I heard about it. Jesse Jesse knew you, Jesse Holt, and I was like, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I think we were there the day you started it, and we probably did it for a couple years. You know, yeah, that was no, cool. That was fun. It was good, good exercise. I never, there was no way I could ever establish a skill enough to compete because I had no no base in anything. I had no wrestling. My my high school didn't even offer it. You know, you need that. Were you a wrestler in high school? No, you weren't. No. Oh wow. Okay. I, just, I, I have always had. I mean, George St. Pierre wasn't either. You know? I, I always had a gift with my hands. Yep. I hit really hard. Yep. You know, and basically, I learned wrestling and jujitsu to defend it. Okay. I to keep every one of my fights, you know, yep. if I could, because yeah. <laughs> that's where my strength was. 
styles make fights, right? I mean, it's you know, you got you got a guy like Dante. You know, he's opposite of you. He'd rather be on the ground, you know. Not in the beginning, though. He, he was a he was a striker. Yeah. yeah. What was he? Throwing bombs. Really. He was a street brawler. Yeah. Street brawler. And then and then uh, was a hoist. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> the other Gracie brother took him under his wing. Henzo. Henzo, yeah. Henzo he- took him under his wing, and I- that's how he became. How many people pitcher. came out of Henzo's school that now have their own schools? Tom DeBlas, Dante. Well, that's Ricardo. Ricardo. That's Ricardo. I meant. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Cool. I meant Ricardo. I don't know why I said Henzo. I meant Ricardo. Um, but Ricardo comes from Henzo, right? You know, right. but uh, yeah, but uh, Tom DeBlas, Dante Rivera, Pete McHugh. Uh, Steve Bongiorno in South Jersey BJJ Chris Matakis has a school um, and then um, under Tom Tom is another guy is Montgomery BJJ and, and mm-hmm. Gary has a school then Tom is another guy that has a school in Pineland like, they're everywhere yeah. all stemming from those guys you know? soon to be soon pretty to cool. be Frank Diego yeah yeah I'm out of school yeah that's pretty cool man he come back and come back and in, 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 uh, jump on the mats when I open a school for that I will alright for that I will I'm gonna back. come uh, you know yeah. how, how cool is that to work yeah. out with your legend? Yeah. You know what I mean? Work out with your hero. Bring it back. To that's the, why I did it. That's, wh- that, yeah. that's why I did it. What was that? Fifteen years ago, brother. That's why I did it back then. I'd do it again. I'm a little older now, but plus I want to get my kid in there. I want to get my son in there. It'd be cool to roll with my son. Dude, my daughter, fire me up a little bit. You know what I mean? My daughter's eight, and ever since before she could even walk, I'd have her sitting in my little lap. Punch combos. Yeah, you must have her. a bag in your basement. I saw I you did, hitting pads with her and stuff. Yeah. And, in the bag I, I try to teach her little by little, you know. Yeah. I don't overwhelm her with it. Yeah. And when she was in first grade, I'll never forget it. I had a call from the principal, and she's like, "Mrs. Boyce, there was a problem at school today with Taylor. I'm like, What's up?" Well, she was in the lunch line, and one of the boys pushed her, and she put him in a chokehold, and his face turned blue. I said, "Oh, so you calling to congratulate me?" Yeah. Like, Taylor, come on, we're going for ice cream. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter does jiu-jitsu, actually. Uh, she's eight. I mean, for a girl, that's the best thing Absolutely. possible to know. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I've uh, been putting on a gear a little bit more myself, so. Yeah, you've been. I'm going to choke you out with your shirt there, Roger. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, Greg Anderson was talking about it because he's a big proponent of gi training. Slows everything down, right? Definitely. That's the difference. It takes a lot of it makes that it athleticism much more away. Yeah. It makes you much more technical. Yeah. You just can't rip out of stuff. Right. You got to think about what you're doing before you do it. Because once you get too far, you're like, ah, shit. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of locked down. And, and that's gotta, because... And you got to address everything. Someone goes, cause everybody just grab your gi. I can grab your gi and that just makes you like, ah, shit. I got to yeah. get this loose before I You're essentially move locked into a suit that controls you, right? I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can only do so much. It becomes way yeah. more of a chess game. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to think a couple moves ahead mm-hmm. and not get yourself stuck in a bad position. Where athleticism is not going to help you get out of stuff. It still helps a little it bit. It does, yeah. but yeah. the technique is just yeah. so much more important at that mm-hmm. point. You know? I'd rather speaking, be athletic. Speaking of that, um, athletic. The, the last tournament Gordon Ryan wasn't able to make because, do we know why? Was it his stomach issues? Because he's got a long yeah, history. Yeah, I believe of it was, he was sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he he had to pull out break before right it wasn't it wasn't yeah long before. I, I think so I think who won that. that I know Nicky Rod uh, was in there obviously. I don't know I don't know I don't remember I don't remember talking about fighting Nicky Rod versus Felipe Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. There, there was the first Panamanian to go to the UFC he came from my fight Ooh. league what was his name Elton Brown mm. um, well wait 
155. From Panama, and his name's Elton Brown. Yeah, pretty crazy, right? <laughs> Sounds like he's from Chicago. And uh, the dude went to Mexico to do his first UFC fight and drank the water. And he wound up shitting his pants in the cage. Oh, God. Damn, bro. He had to fight the whole fight with shit in his drawers. There's a famous bro. video of that, those two big heavyweights. Yo, but wait a minute. Hey, he, I mean, I'm mean, not trying to be like, I mean, maybe it is, but if he drinks the water in Panama, isn't he, he ain't good for the water in Mexico? Could, no, because we controlled the canal for so long that we made their water system as well, and the water is great there. Mm. It's not like pet Mexican water. They call that Montezuma's Revenge. Yeah, man. There's a famous video of two, I mean, it's a small, uh, you know, like a small venue. I don't know, it, was, it wasn't a big car, but it was two heavy, two fat dudes fighting, and one dude shit his pants. Yeah, the guy stepped gets, in it, right? Yeah, and they oh. stepped in it, and you see the other guys, like, you know, hugging him, and then he, like, sees it, like, steps oh. back, and then it was a girl, too. In the UFC, that didn't didn't come out, but like you could see the shit stain on her shorts. She queefed. No, no. she shit her shit her pants. You could see it on her shorts and a couple, and she oh. totally owned it and laughed about it. I forget her name. Can you look that up, Andrew? UFC girl fighter that shit her pants and like made it. You know, instead of being all embarrassed, they go, oh "My God, you know, like fucking." She made it like funny. You know, she had a she had a good response to it. Because what are you gonna do? Like I'm sure a lot of people do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fucking a lot of people. There was so much of the fight. You never shake your guy, pants, Frankie. No, he, he had the guy in the Muay Thai clinch against the cage, and you could just see the brown. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man! Was her name? Felt so bad for. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, she blonde hair. Her shit, interview man. about it is pretty comical, but eh, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be fairly common. You've never fucking, you've never farted on a dude, nothing when you're fucking. No. No? Come on. Yeah. Farted on a dude? I actually, When you're. Sounds like, like your weekends. Sounds like your weekends. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Panama at the, the horse race track, yeah. and they did dog races too. And uh, one of the guys that like, basically lived there gave me a really good tip one day, and he was like, look, you watch these dogs before they go out there. You find the one that's taking a shit. And that's the one you want to bet on. Because he's lighter? Because he's got no shit in him. And, they always, and, and I thought about it. I was like, this could correlate to fighting. So I made sure every time I fought, I take a huge shit before I went out there. Well, you know, that's like something like our body does. Your body wants to get rid of... Before traumas? And just anything. Before, before adrenaline comes yeah. to fight, your body wants to get rid of body fluid because that, that's going to slow you down. Right. So you want to pit. Like, I feel like, honestly, I always get like a nervous piss. In the back, I'm like, oh, I feel like I gotta piss. I'll go to piss, I'll be like, trip, trip, trip. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'll, I'm also warming up. I'm like, oh, I gotta piss again. And barely piss. I think that's part of it. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of Travis Pastrana. He's like an X Games yeah, guy, awesome. motocross guy. He films a lot of crazy shit. You know, his one nine, uh, 199, uh, 199 Lives, I think it's called, was his you know movie that he filmed about it. But a ton of that, a ton, was filmed in Panama because yes, he did. they get away with so much he over has there. He a nitro circus out there. Yes, yeah, yeah. they don't give a fuck over there. Yeah, like they, they go up on these skyscrapers and they jump BMX bikes from one skyscraper to the other. And it's just a bunch of, and these buildings aren't even completed yet. They're just like yeah. steel frames. And you know all kinds of crazy shit. Um, you know they're out in the out in the bay. Like his, his dad got all fucked up. They were on like a speedboat, and his dad, who's in great shape too, just jumped off. But he ate the fucking water so hard, like uh, fucking broke his ribs and shit. Like you just Panama is just it's awesome. They get it. You get away with so much. I, and it looks beautiful. I actually had a really sick apartment right on the water, forty fourth floor, and the tallest building in Panama was like three buildings to the left. 
And one day I'm out on my balcony and I see a helicopter just like hovering right by like the top of the building. I'm like, what the fuck is going on there? Travis and his crew? No. Like a month later, I, I saw, you know, the first show that came out. You remember The Rock did that show, The Hero? I don't. He did a show called The Hero and it was like a competition between people. And it was The Rock in the helicopter uh, talking to the people on the roof that uh, were the contestants. No I shit. was like, holy shit, I watched that shit out of my window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, no, he did a lot of create a lot of a lot of his stuff was filmed they do over there. A lot of stuff in Panama. They actually also A lot of the base jumping off the buildings done there. Stuff like that, yeah. That dude's a fucking animal. You talk about Prashana. Travis Pastrana, yeah. What said, huh? I don't know. What'd you say? Pastrana. Well, pastrami. <laughs> oh, it's a pastrana. They all. They also allow stem cell treatment way before they were allowing it here. So yeah, yeah. you wouldn't believe the amount of UFC guys that would come out there to hear. Yeah, about. that was the other. Have you one. done that? Have you got good results? Because I hear like a lot, a lot of people that have done it kind of get. I did it. You I know, broke my leg in half, and, and it helps. I fought thirteen months later. So yeah. if that ain't proof, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know what is. Well, Heard mixed reviews. Some people it seems to have helped greatly, and other people. Um, what's the name of the big the big one? Um, well, there's one. Bioaccelerator Bio is the one yeah, in Columbia. Columbia. Then there's another one in Tijuana, and then there's the one in Panama. And those are the most pop, the most, like overseas ones that I know yeah. of. At least a lot, of, a lot of fighters go there. I know. So I mean, it has to have. You know, has to have, but why isn't it big in the U.S.? Because it is now. It's, it's just because it it, it's ruled, but it's starting now. It's starting to. They haven't. They you can do all the it stuff. It wasn't legalized back then. Yeah. And now, probably, I bet it's still a lot cheaper to do that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Everything yeah. seems to be. For sure. Yeah. Probably more fun too. Yep. So Panama's, um, Panama's got a good nightlife and all that, right? They do. They have yeah. a great nightlife. Um, women everywhere. And it's like the Manhattan of Central America. So, like, you got, like, people from not just all over Central America, all over the world. Mm. Funniest thing I've ever seen, that I'm not, I mean, this is a racist statement at all, but <laughs> speaking Asian people speak Spanish is so funny. Because <laughs> 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 it's hard for them to pronounce the L's and the R's, and they're very <laughs> prominent in the Spanish language. And, um... My whole 14 years, every time I would go to like a convenience store and they talk, I, I would laugh every time. <laughs> it's just so funny. But, um, and you, 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 so you obviously still speak Spanish. Yeah. Well, I came back to America and my friends that like grew up speaking Spanish with their families and shit, I'm correcting them. Yeah. They're, they're like, what's going on? So <laughs> what, what, when did you come back and what brought you back? Uh, my daughter was born in 2014. And, oh, uh, so you had a girlfriend that was visiting you in no, Panama? No. No, she li- she was from Dominican Republic. Okay. She lived in Panama. Oh. She was a Panamanian resident. And um, we got pregnant. So I decided to ask her to marry me and come back here. Mm-hmm. It took me two years to get the fiancé visa paperwork done. So that's why I... I fought up until then, you know. Once I left Panama, there was no reason for me to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm... I'm in my late 30s at that point, no kind of following here. I'm not fighting for a couple thousand dollars, you know. Mm. I got myself really popular in Panama. I was the only gringo with tattoos knocking motherfuckers out. So it was easy for me to get 10 grand to sponsor and get five or six sponsors a fight. Mm-hmm. And it was worth fighting. So 
Well, now, could you support yourself just on that, or did you have to do, like... In Panama, I, I could. could have and, yeah. and still live very comfortably, but I, me and my six of my friends bought a sports book, so I had a sports book as a business. I had a piece of the league, plus my fight price, plus my gotcha. sponsorship money. So gotcha, gotcha. I did pretty well out there. Pretty well. We were able to bring out, like, once we got a name for ourselves, I was able to start bringing better fighters mm -hmm. and people for, like, guest appearances and stuff. Um, Dan Mergliato used to come and ref all the fights oh, no for shit. me. I brought him out there once a time. He's one of my favorite refs. I like, yeah, I like Dan awesome. a lot. He's yeah. a giant. That dude yeah. was awesome. Um, Met him a couple times. Dean Thomas. Remember Dean sure. Thomas? Oh, yeah. He's come out there a lot. Um, Cowboy Cerrone came out there. Uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Speaking of guys crazy man. motherfuckers, since we were talking about Travis Pastrana, who just pushes the extreme, Cowboy's pretty crazy motherfucker, too. Yeah. I mean, he's got that huge scar down his chest. That's from a dirt bike. That's from the handlebars of a dirt yes, bike. Yes, it is? Actually, yeah, handlebars really? of a dirt bike. I thought it was like a... Yeah, that uh, dude, I thought it was like a, something he's born with. Um, he literally folds... Look, look, look that up, I Andrew. You, I believe you. I believe you. Sternum I'm injury. I'm pretty sure um, Cowboy Cerrone's... I heard that's, that has a heart... That has, has heart I'm pretty sure he had emergency... Yeah, someone's, they said after that surgery, he doesn't do well with body kicks after that, I heard. But I'm uh, pretty sure it's from a dirt bike injury. But he's also a cave diver, which is Damn, Spelunking, right? Yeah. Spelunking. spelunking, I think, is above... Is uh, okay, You mean underwater. He cave. does it underwater. Yeah, he which almost is, died. Which is a thousand times he more died. dangerous. He lost the line. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, once know. once the silt it gets silted up, that's when it's super dangerous. You know what I mean? So because you can't see, you don't know where you don't which way is up, down, left, right, in, out. You can't tell. That's why they usually run lines. And if you lose that line, you're fucked. You know? So yeah, not for me. I'll tell you what. His kicks when he was hitting the Muay Thai oh, bag, bro, he, he literally <laughs> fold the Muay Thai bag in half. He has no tell to his kicks. That's his the crazy kicks thing about are him. Vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, handlebars of a dirt bike that caught him in the sternum, and he had to have like emergency <laughs> surgery. But anyway, bad dude. Got, yeah, yeah. So, Craig Roger, I got. I got one right, pal. I didn't, I didn't would, say you, you were wrong. You would, you would only rub that in for ten minutes. I didn't say you were wrong. I didn't say you were wrong. Born with it. I said I didn't know. I thought he was born with it. I was, I was saying like, wow, I didn't know. I thought he was born. I wasn't denying it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she was born with it. Mm. <laughs> Or maybe it was handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a badass. Is he still actively fighting, or he retired? No, he retired. He retired. Yeah. Yep. He just went to Turkey. No, oh, yeah, did he get the hair yeah, transplant? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How's it look? I don't know. He, I think he, he had might. bad hair. Remember a couple? I mean, he always changes up. Remember he had the mullet in a couple fights. I guess because he was trying to hold on. Yeah, he was trying, he was trying to hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and then he's, he's usually got it really short, but yeah. When you going? I don't think I am, man. I think I'm no. just gonna embrace it and then you know. shave it. Not shave it. I'll I just go. Good I'll, go I'll go low cut like that. I think Is that good. Do you keep it low? Because yeah. you're. Yeah, I'll go I low keep, like I that. I keep it low because of the grays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think I have to yet, but it's gonna happen eventually. My dad's 75. He still has his hair. He just doesn't have good hair. You know what I mean? So I'm getting that like poly walnuts around the ears, grays over here. Yeah. So yeah. if I just keep it real short. You don't see. You're getting fucking. <laughs> are you finding hair in your ear and shit now? I'm like, what the fuck? Not I yet. Get, no, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. You got no You got no canal there, bro. You got no ear. <laughs> your ear is. He's got enough room for like one, <laughs> one strand to how's, how's, <laughs> How are you getting anything out of that? There's no hole. You got no ear. 
Let's get mad. You, wish, do you wish, get mad? You need a hole. This, you need a hole this size. That's what Roger needs. He needs a hole this size. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just um, fucking eyeing my ears up. I see you. I see you. I'll take care of that thing. I'll treat you right. I'll tell you I love you. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, man. I mean... Thank the, I don't know if you're a spiritual though, but thank the good man above. You're still here, brother. And yeah. somebody, uh, you know, divine intervention, probably your girlfriend really saved you. But uh, no, no problems about it. Yeah. If she wasn't there, I wouldn't be here talking. That's to crazy, you. man. How crazy is that? Does that affect you? Does that have an emotional effect on you? Like, do you, like a, I mean, you're yeah, a dad. Like, everything hits me a little harder now as a dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, everything. I, 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 so listen, this is an honest to God truth. I'm driving to work this morning. It's like 6 40. <laughs> And I saw Nick Catone's post about his son, and I start fucking crying. I'm driving to work, tears rolling down my, and I gotta go in, talk to the dispatcher. I pull in, I'm still crying, right? I gotta go in, this is this morning. I'm just emotional now, because I'm a dad. I was never like a pussy like that. But that story touches everybody. Everybody that's a father, that story touches. And um, and I was even trying to write something, I erased it, I'm like, what can, what can you say, you know what I mean? What can you say? You know, I, I raced it like three times. I'm like, but anyway, I get to work and I'm like, I, f- I can't walk in here and have the, my dispatcher look at me and say you're crying. So I'm fucking wiping my eyes and shit. I'm just saying, I'm much, I'm more emotional now that I'm a dad. I know that shit wouldn't bother me back in the day. You know what I mean? But yeah. Becoming just, a parent changes your perspective. It changes you. So I guess my okay. point was, I didn't mean to make it about me. After you go through something like that, you're a dad. How old's your daughter? She's eight. Yeah. I mean, no. do you talk to her about this and say, it was, you know? It was tough to, to handle the situation. Um, thank God I had my girlfriend and my mother that were able to be with her. And uh, I just had them tell her. I was in the hospital for two days. Yeah. And I knew I was only going to be in there for two days. So I said, listen, tell her that I'm working overtime, mm-hmm. that I'm doing stuff for work. Because I don't want her to hear that I had a heart attack and me not be there. Mm-hmm. And the day I got out of the hospital, I waited for her at her bus stop, gave her a big hug. Yeah. And I was like, look, daddy wasn't working. Yep. I had a heart attack two days ago, but I wanted to make sure you saw that I was fine first. Mm. They got doctors, did everything they had to do. You know, daddy's fine. She still lost her shit. Mm. You know, but something like that, you, yeah. you try to handle it the best way you can. That's you all know? you can do. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely, I, I feel a bigger sense of gratefulness, you know, because mm-hmm. Borrowed time, sort of. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? like that could have that could have easily yeah. been the last time I spent on this earth. So it makes you value things a little bit. Sure, more, of course, sure. of course. I'm not a pussy like Roger and crying stuff. This dude has no emotion. He's no empathy at all. No, but when I think about dying, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared to die. But I think about my kids. That's yeah. what I think about. Like, mm-hmm. damn, like what am I? Like, I'm gonna. I, it's it's more of selfish things. Like I get to. I'm missing out on their lives you know and, and I guess they're missing out a little bit on, on having, well if I was got to, got to leave they would miss out on some of those things sure. too you know yeah, yeah. so I'd always think about that's why I try to things. make the most memories I can with my kids yeah fucking love hanging out and I know all parents do but I mean I fucking love hanging out with my kids man I really do yeah Especially my daughter's like literally the little female version of me. Mm-hmm. She has my personality to a T, bro. It's crazy. That's awesome. Like I see so much of myself in her, which scares me too. Yeah, right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> it's crazy how age like humbles you. You know, I mean, you're a bad motherfucker. Dante Rivera, bad motherfucker. Frank Yeager, bad motherfucker. Tom DeBlass, bad motherfucker. You see Tom DeBlass's post? I mean, he's like he he's he's got a you know which one. 
she's he's he's you know uh, he started this like anti-bullying campaign uh, so he's fucking idiot what so he's uh you know obviously has a lot of empathy towards kids and, and stuff going on in the world so you know uh, these uh, what i guess my point is that when you're younger you're this kind of invincible badass and see and as we get older we all soften a little bit and it becomes about kids right yeah uh, some some get softer than others that's me is that a, is that a joke about my no, penis no what Oh, this, guy, the crime? this guy's got dick on the brain all the time. <laughs> no, that's you, pal. This guy's that's got you, pal. Dick on the brain. That's you. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, if people want to follow you, people want to uh, watch, you know, your your stuff. Your, your Kimora, Kimora, Kimora is. You got to go on to Amazon Prime. Search Kimora, K I M U R A, and. Uh, I think you have to download another app to watch it. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, Instagram. Worth to watch are, you, if you are, speak you, are you only on Instagram? You on other social media I'm, platforms? I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Frankie Van Bam Blois. Okay. B L O I S E. Blose. Blose for my French folks. <laughs> you said you wanted to shout out your grinder. You're on grinder now. What's what's your handle? I don't know what that grinder is that you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I definitely have to shout out my girl for saving my life. I love you, baby. Yeah, hey. Definitely. Frankie said she was coming in with you. I was looking forward to meeting her. Yeah, she got wound up. She wound up having to watch my daughter. Okay. So, and I want to give a shout out to you too, Taylor. Best daughter ever. Love you, baby. That's awesome. There you go. That's awesome. All right, everybody. Until next time. Yes. Rogers. You said last time you want to do a call to action in the beginning. Can we still get that in at the end? Or do you want to do it Just now? Just don't cry, darling. Okay, Roger? <laughs> You have no empathy at all. None. Uh, do one now. I'll just put it at the beginning. Uh, okay. Just make sure you follow us everywhere. Podcasts are available: Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. Especially Rumble. We're trying to real build our Rumble account. Kind of new to Rumble, so if you can check us out, find us on Rumble. Much appreciate that. We should put a video of you crying on Rumble. I'll, listen, I'll people, post it. People would, yeah. I'll post it. I'll post it. I'm not scared. People I'll, search it. I embrace my emotions. I do. I embrace them, pal. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not afraid to admit that I, I'm... Hey, there's criers. Some people are yeah, criers. Yeah. Hey, listen. Don't get it twisted. I, I still get down in the street, though. You know? Okay. Yeah. You cry about it? No, no. No, no. Not if I win. If I lose, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll cry. That's when I cry. <laughs> You're telling me that story doesn't fucking impact you, no, bro? What do you got? No heart? What are you fucking no, I'm not Hitler? Saying that story. You just cry. Period. You cry a lot. You talk about crying quite a bit. No, you don't. Okay, that's all I'm saying. No, don't at all. You talk you about crying a lot. When the fuck do I talk about crying? I hear you say you cried quite like never several, in several when? stories. When in several stories you've told on this podcast? That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, about, give me an example. Talk about crying. That's a fucking lie. Talk about crying. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> That's a lie. This time, the time, the time you bent over and sat on that thing. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. All right. Check us out, people. Frankie, you got to sign the board. This Frankie, not you. We don't want your signature. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank yes. You. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs>